Hello and welcome to the Point Blank series of Indicast. I'm your host Abhishek and joining me over the phone is my co-host Niranjana. Hi Niranjana. Hi. And the person that we are going to chat up with uh, has lived a pretty eventful life so far and when I say life it, he's he's barely 30 and former captain of India's national field hockey team, the member of the 7 junior men's world cup back in 2001 which India won. and an isb alumnus no points for guessing viren raskina hi viren it's great to have you here hi abhishek good morning thanks for getting me on uh, on this interview thank you and good morning for all you listeners out there you might hear an occasional chirp of the bird because it's uh, 7:45 in the morning and it's awfully awfully early viren what, what's up with you i mean i know you live in mumbai and that you have to bear the commute and all of it how how soon do you start your day every day is it this i don't want a saturday <laughs> Yeah, exactly actually i'm uh, i i used to be the early bird early to sleep early to bed i think now post isb uh, it has uh, turned around my schedule and and now I, i don't know fortunately or unfortunately now i i end up sleeping very late and as, as a result i i get up a bit later as well so i no longer start my day too early so uh, i'm i'm little bit drowsy so forgive me <laughs> does, that, does that to everyone but without without further delay niranjana why don't you shoot with your questions so uh, viren you were a good student throughout your schooling how difficult was the decision for you to actually make hockey into a career for you yeah in fact viren before you answer that i was surprised you were a merit student back in ssc and of course <laughs> all throughout uh, you 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 intimidated me in, in a way <laughs> <laughs> actually I'm, uh, the memories of school days are, are very very clear to me and those were some of the best days of my life i remember going for hockey and football practice i was in st sanishlas high school and i would get up every day at 6:00 in the morning and go for training and i still really enjoy that i represented the school for many years and i was reasonably good in studies as well and it it just came off and i remember 10th standard uh, you know how it is in india when it comes to the board exams every parent you know uh, 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 gets you in front of them and 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 you got to make the big decision in life <laughs> so i i remember those days but i i have to say that for me my parents were really really encouraging they never put pressure on me to study mom was a doctor both my elder brothers were engineers all i wanted to do was play hockey and football so despite being a, a meritless student i think i have to say that my parents allowed me to do what i want post that and i ended up doing my bcom Because I think if I had gone into engineering or medicine, I would never be able to continue with playing. Oh right, you 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 made your choices around your sport. Yeah, the reason I went and did BCom was first of all I was not interested in science at all. It it, it didn't appeal to me in any way. Secondly, I I really loved hockey and I and I thought that I had it in me to make it big. And uh, I, I'm very grateful that things have worked out decently well. And who was your so called role model if there was one because this was a time when cricket was the number one sport when we talk about hockey as being the national sport it didn't quite uh, click with the youth so you know as cliche as it sound i think for me my hero was my dad not because he was a competitive player and i looked up to him in that way but what he did was give us a really great childhood i remember when i was a young kid he used to take my brothers and myself for hockey matches and football matches and i was really fascinated seeing the players playing seeing the, the huge crowds at the matches and it always uh, built the dream in me that i want to be there i really worked hard towards the dream no one from my family actually played competitive sport mm-hmm. but it's a very sports loving family we watched sport on tv all the time we watched every single sport 
and uh, i thought when you play for the country and you win for the country that's a sure shot way to make so many people happy over the course of so many achievements what would be the number one uh, memory in your mind that you know really bring brings back fond memories um there were so many of them actually uh, the first time i played for india in 98 in 1998 where were you uh, when you got that cap uh, who who came up and told you that hey you know what you're playing for india next uh i was i was in bangalore my my dad had called me up actually because we were in the camp and in those days there was no mobile phone and all i remember yeah. somehow he had got the news it was announced on tv on the papers and we ourselves did not know those were one of the best days uh, also the first time i played in the olympics in 2004 uh-huh. the first time i captained the indian hockey team in the india pakistan test series in chandigarh we won the junior world cup in 2001 Yeah, you know, well, just to cut you in, sorry, Viren, is, is I really wanted to know, this is for all the listeners who don't know the scoreline, let me just take you through it. The Juniors Men's World Cup 2001, India thrashed Canada 5-0, then Scotland 7-1, Spain 3-0, finally in the, in the finals, India-Argentina 6-1. I want to know what the cook was feeding you guys when you, when you played <laughs> that kind of hockey. No, it, it it was actually a very difficult tournament, and uh, you missed a couple of key results. Uh, I'm I'm very impressed with your research. Uh, I had forgotten the results about uh, Canada and and Scotland, but we were at one stage nearly out of the tournament because during the league we had lost to Australia. Right, and it was and, a close call again. Close right, we just somehow scampered into the the knockout stage. We had a very very tough match in the semi final against Germany. Mm-hmm. also a very tough last league match against holland uh, i remember particular incident over there mm-hmm. where we were leading 4-3 or 3-2 something like that mm-hmm. and in the last 5 seconds holland got a short corner uh-huh. and uh, to defend that short corner all of us were so determined to do everything that four guys charged straight onto the ball onto the holland guy and and and, and we saved it <laughs> So those are very fond memories. I remember when we stood on the goal line to actually defend the short corner. All of us said, "Yar, kuch kuch bhi karna hai, marna hai desh ke liye, lekin we will not allow this ball to go in." Yeah. And uh, all four of us, imagine four guys charged straight out. Normally, just one guy charges out. Right. Uh, I think that was more the heart talking to us and not the brain. I don't think that was a very intelligent move, but it, it worked. So. <laughs> You were only 19, there, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So not as you can see, we were not exactly very bright at that time. <laughs> But you're being very modest, uh, and you are the captain. And there are times when the captains have to give pep talks and all of that on the field. So, hockey being such a fast sport, uh, what is the role of the captain? I think the captain has a very key role to play off the field. However much. a coach will tell you things to do once you step across the white line then you get onto the pitch it's the captain who's in control because the game is so fast paced you don't have time to think you don't have time to get instructions from the bench outside mm-hmm. you know it's all hunky dory when things are going well when you're winning but the key role you really plays is when the chips are down when when things are not going well where that's when you really encourage your teammates to try something new to have the courage to take risks to take your own decisions on the pitch to defend as a team things of the short corners and 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 really a motivational role where you you get everyone playing as a team hockey at the end of the day is a team sport mm-hmm. and everyone has a role to play can you cite an instance where as a captain that you took a couple of calls that you are really proud of today at the heat of the moment or during those times where you know you took something it worked for you i think i remember the first time i captained the indian hockey team in the india pakistan match at chandigarh itself in the previous match dilip tirki who 
who was the captain actually had had a bad eye injury and he was unavailable and dilip tirki was one of india's best defenders right how he got the injury was he got hit by a soela bus drag flick straight on his eye Oh. and uh, i remember i was uh, dilip's roommate that day in the hotel his eye was so badly swollen up that in the morning when he got up he could not even open it i don't know whether you've heard of soel abbas you've seen his drag flicks but uh, his drag flicks are almost like 150 miles an hour oh. so standing on the on on the goal line to defend short corners was not a very pleasant experience <laughs> i remember when i was captain in that first match in the team meeting before the start of the match mm-hmm. no one wanted to stand on the line for the next match to defend the short corners <laughs> so when the coach asked us to he was changing the composition of the team as to who would defend the short corners so i i put my hand up first to stand on the line oh great and and after that all 10 guys put their hands up and said they would also stand back and defend so you basically did what exactly you had done back when you were a 19 year old did something foolish again <laughs> exactly exactly so i i think the lesson learned here was you stay foolish right absolutely i'm sure i mean while playing for the country is a great achievement it couldn't have been an easy path just last year we saw about the indian hockey team revolting over non payment of dues and then i read an article by geet sethi talking about how when he went for his, to defend his world billiards title in 1987 he did not even get 10 dollars and he had to take it from the black market and stuff it down his socks and go otherwise suffer the humiliation <laughs> of living your know, 12 days at the mercy of organizers so what were some of the challenges you faced personally Actually, you see, there are always a lot of challenges in life. Please don't be sport. diplomatic, Viren. Please don't. <laughs> no, really. When I when I look back, actually, it was some of the most fun days of my life. Ten, uh, twelve years I was in the Indian hockey camp. I I, I had. Um, there were always challenges. Sometimes, um, not sometimes. On at most times, the food wasn't good. When you're training for six hours a day, you want to come home and and have good food to eat in the camps. Right. Sometimes you're training in very very cold places. We're talking about the north of India in peak winter. where temperatures drop down to 1 2 3 degrees you didn't have hot water mm-hmm. things like that the, the little basic things which actually make a difference because you have to realize that all these boys and girls in the indian hockey team are training really hard hockey is a very physical sport you're putting yourself physically beyond your limits right and rest and recovery is as big a part as training itself and these were little things that were not there and it's it's sad in a way that our top players don't get the kind of facilities because if we expect india to win at the highest level mm-hmm. we must give them the best facilities as well but having said that having said that it's not something that we did not know and i don't really believe in complaining you just got to make the best you you got to take care of yourself because as an athlete i remember one of uh, my coaches rajinder singh said he was incidentally the coach of the india uh, team for the junior world cup mm-hmm. and one of the most successful uh, in india coaches he always said that as a player if you cannot take care of your own health and fitness you, you are of no use to the team there's no point training for 6 months mm-hmm. and then falling sick or getting injured when the actual uh, main tournament comes and uh, that really struck me because everyone invests a lot of time money effort in right. in getting to that level of fitness and then if you fall sick if you get a fever if you get a cold mm-hmm. if by chance you get injured so you got to be very careful also to take right. care of your health and fitness as an elite athlete uh, otherwise you're letting a lot of people down including yourself right is that one of the primary reasons that uh, 
India over time has not exactly been performing at the international stage. There was a time when we won all those gold medals, but what do you think? We had a, a Hindi lesson in Bal Bharati as a kid, I remember, on Dhyan Chand. So as kids, right. we, we, we were taught as to how right. the whole legacy of Indian hockey was, but something surely went wrong down the line and the results are there in the news for all of us to see. So what do, what do you think? Is it is it the other players, other teams got better or we just got worse? Uh, the other teams definitely got better and India did not get worse but we stagnated. See, there's no one, I cannot pinpoint one particular problem but there's a whole list of, of reasons why we aren't doing One is, of course, uh, AstroTurf hockey grounds. Nowadays, international hockey is played on AstroTurf which is an artificial surface. Right. If you just look at Bombay which is considered to be a, a nursery of hockey, hmm. Bombay has just one AstroTurf ground for a population of what, 15 to 20 million? If you go to Melbourne or Sydney in Australia, if you go to Amsterdam in Holland or Munich in Germany, each one of these cities has around 50 AstroTurf grounds. Oh. India totally has around 30 AstroTurf grounds. All these big hockey playing nations, they are 600 to 700. Oh God. When I went to Germany to play club hockey, to play professional club hockey for Stuttgart kickers, right. my club team had four AstroTurf grounds. So basically, so small kids from the age of five and six over there are playing on AstroTurf. Mm. So when we say that our Indian kids are, are lacking in basics, because that's because we start playing on AstroTurf only from the age of 18 and 19. While abroad, kids are playing on, the, on AstroTurf from the age of five and six. And playing on natural grass and playing on, on AstroTurf is like cricket and baseball. It's two mm. totally different ball games altogether. So that is one uh, one major problem. Uh, there are things like lack of coaching. I think sometimes I feel sorry for the, the kids everywhere in the country who are subject to coaches who are teaching them things which are 20 years behind the time. I mean, I go on the field sometimes. What I learned as a 10-year-old kid, the, the same thing is being taught today to the 10-year-old kids. And hockey as a sport globally has changed so much. Training methods, training techniques that unless we keep pace with the times, and we, we need to coach our coaches first. Finally, they are the ones who are guiding our kids. Just as we teach our teachers or every trainer in corporate companies to train employees with the latest techniques, mm -hmm. similarly, we need to make our coaches understand that unless they move with the times, it's going to be hard for us to keep pace. Otherwise, our talented youngsters are not being taught the right things. So they're still many years behind when it comes to techniques and exactly, and, and also about spotting errors in technique. If you don't spot errors in technique when the kids are when the talented youngsters are young, mm -hmm. when they grow up, these mistakes get magnified. When they play international hockey, you get punished because that's a very unforgiving stage. If you make a mistake, it will result in a goal against you, and and we're keeping on making the same errors time and again. Right, right. This probably is such a vast exploratory topic that we could go on for a pretty long time as to how can Indian hockey improve, especially hearing from somebody. But, but having, having said that, Abhishek, I, I also must say that I've traveled the world and the one thing that gives me hope is that sheer raw talent-wise, uh -huh. India is second to none. And that gives me hope that, that with the right kind of management and administration in Indian hockey, we can definitely be up there in the top four teams in the world. Do, do you really see that happening? 100%. 100%. Is, it's all about getting the right team in place to manage Indian hockey and also to have the, the political will and to have the marketing expertise to make the sport, to, to revive national interest. Because 
I've seen all the matches that India played at the World Cup and uh, and the Commonwealth Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of emotional attachment to hockey in India. Everyone wants Indian hockey to do well. So with the right kind of marketing of the sport, with the right kind of results, hockey can 100% be revived. But it's key that the right people handle Indian hockey. Was it this thought that was in your mind when you decided that you wanted to go and uh, do ISB's management program? It it was. I have to admit, I was a little bit frustrated. But also the fact that see, hockey takes a very heavy toll on you. Uh, I was playing for almost 10 years, day in, day out, in camps, in training camps. You're training six hours a day on AstroTurf. Uh, hockey is a physical contact sport. Injuries are a lot. Just my right hand, I fractured four fingers of my right hand at various occasions. Mm. It's a hard sport. It's painful. And I just thought there was a coming to, to a time where I was not enjoying myself too much. And I thought I just required another challenge. I didn't want to quit hockey and do nothing. So you took on the challenge so, of GMAT instead? Right, right. So when I was playing, I also studied for my GMAT. And when I got a, a good score, uh, I thought that ISB was the best option. And what in, was your score, if I may ask? Your score it, 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 was a, it was a 7-10. So it's not wow. a decent or a good score. It's a, it's a very good score, probably. For our listeners, it's out of 800. So 7-10 <laughs> out of 800 is excellent. There you go. <laughs> right, right, right. Incidentally, the Indian hockey team had stayed at ISB in 2003 during the Afro-Asian Games. Because the Afro-Asian Games was in Hyderabad and the hockey stadium was just five minutes away from ISB. So we were put up at ISB and since that time I was so impressed with the campus. Mm-hmm. I used to research about the school and, and that's how I wanted to go to ISB when I finally quit playing. So at ISB you must have had the pick of jobs. Then how did the uh, Olympic Gold Quest opportunity come along? And yeah, that, That's also an interesting story because when I went to ISB, I did not want to get back into sport post that. Mm-hmm. Because anyway, I thought I could always get back into sport anytime. And I just yeah. wanted to try my hand at something else. So I actually uh, went without the intention of doing anything in sport when placement time came along. Also, I had many other job offers. I incidentally took up another job offer, which I prefer not to name right now with which company, but it was the conventional corporate offer. And post ISB, when I came back to Bombay, Mm -hmm. uh, Geet and Prakash met up with me. They had started Olympic Gold Quest and they were looking for someone to, to basically head the organization. Now, Keith and Prakash are obviously legends of Indian sport and it was a big honor for me for them to approach me. Secondly, of course, the offer that they made was really, really good in terms of the challenge. Olympic Gold Quest was just barely started. Uh, We hardly had any athletes on board. I was going to get the authority and the leeway to to put plans and programs in place and to work with the best athletes in the country. And that really, really appealed to me. I think the offer was too hard to resist and uh, I don't regret a single minute. Today, I absolutely love what I do. I get to work with the best athletes in the country. The dream is to win Olympic gold medals. And uh, it's it's been one of the most challenging and, and best experiences of my life, heading Olympic gold quest. What is the organization? What is the goal? Uh, Olympic gold quest is actually a not-for-profit organization. And uh, we also have Vishwanathan Anand and Leander Pace on our board of direct- directors and a whole host of corporate heads. Now, Olympic Gold Quest looks after the training and preparation of some of India's best athletes preparing for the Olympics. Our mission is to help India win Olympic gold medals. So the goal and focus is very clear. Right. When we say look after the training and preparation, this is in terms of finding the best coaches for our athletes, finding the best training facilities for them. We have also put together a team of world-class doctors, physios, nutritionists, mental trainers. 
basically everything to uh, bridge the gap between india's best and make them the best in the world if you remember the problems i i, I talked about for indian hockey yeah. i think these problems exist in every sport and uh, what we try to do is ensure that our talented sports persons get the best as i said if we expect them to win olympic gold medals we need to give them the best possible facilities and that's what we facilitate at olympic gold quest Uh, we look after only individual olympic sports right now which is at the moment ba- badminton boxing shooting and athletics uh, we support a total of 23 athletes from these sports we also plan on including archery and wrestling very shortly awesome best of luck for for everything that you are doing yeah and just as an impact i wanted to say that uh, at the commonwealth and asian games we had 10 olympic gold quest athletes at the commonwealth games and just 12 athletes at the asian games mm-hmm. and our athletes totally won 12 gold medals at both these events that's for india which was around 23% of india's gold medals that's totally great. that's great i think the media should pick up on these things and probably credit the people who are doing something for i, I mean you you spoke about little things like getting the right amount of food that is a minimum requisite or the right nutrition nutritious food etc so i guess if there should be a manual that every hockey club should carry that these are the things that we must have and only then should they be given the, the the permission to open up open clubs or to do right. other things you know abhishek when i when i went to play professional hockey in germany hmm. when i was negotiating for my contract over email the day my contract was finalized right. within 24 hours i got my my visa my air tickets along with that i also got a schedule which was a day to day schedule for the next 4 months from the time i stepped foot into germany till the time i i got back uh, to the german airport to come back home every single day the schedule was already chalked out and sent to me in terms of this would be your training this would be your yeah. the 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 matches schedule this is the time you would meet the doctors this is the time you meet the physio in india sometimes i didn't know what i was going to do next week when i was with the national team this was just a club team mm. and and that's the level of professionalism that we need to bring about if we if we aim to to be the best in the world i hope so and i think it's in the right hands in in one way and we are not saying this to put you on or anything sincere best wishes to you viren for for your stint at olympic gold quest thanks abhishek pleasure talking to you all and and finally before we hang up uh, there is certain news floating around and uh, newspapers is that you are contemplating on coming back to the sport in a in a bigger way than than imagined than some would have imagined is, is that right <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, of, one of my best friends i think one of the guys who was also part of the inspiration for me to play when he read that article he's in canada right now and he messaged me over facebook saying rupee viren uh, viren is uh, coming back and i said carl there's a big difference between contemplating and actually doing it <laughs> and i said i wish it wasn't so hard that gap between contemplating and doing it <laughs> but uh, i'm i'm trying my best to get into shape and and get fit again and and eat the right stuff and not the bel puri all the time right right i read somewhere that you know you trained all your life to be 71 kgs and you were only 67 then you moved into isb and boom so you you got to your to your normal to the weight that you always aspired for yeah and, and now the problem is i'm 75 <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that is helping too much <laughs> so yeah no I'm, i'm i'm working on getting back into into shape well, right now so. i hope to see you on the ground seriously if if that happens it'll be there'll be nothing like it for indian hockey thanks a lot abhishek thanks a lot Green. lovely thank talking you. to both of you all thank you so much and for all you guys out there please log on to theindicast.com and 
listen to this podcast download it and comment on it we would love to know your views virin thanks again thank you thank you bye bye, bye.